This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber with One Rental at a Time. And as promised in the daily financial news this morning, I have an extra special guest. I have somebody that I've been following for over a year now, and we are lucky enough to set this up today. Let's welcome Nasir, the real estate guru. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for thank you for saying yes. I mean, uh, you're doing some amazing things, both in your business and inspiring others. Uh, I think getting your story out to more and more people is uh, is going to help. So uh, thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Well, the first thing I want to start with is your real estate IG page or your IG page says real estate guru. Uh, that's your handle, I guess I would call it. Um, but why don't we talk about what is a real estate guru? Because I don't, I don't think everybody gets it and they really should. All right. So I'm a real estate guru. I, I'm, I'm, I call myself, I'm Nasser, AKA the real estate guru. I'm not a guru. I'm a guru because I actually do this business. So basically I've been on YouTube since about 2012 and there was a lot of watered down stuff and gurus talking uh, about real estate and he wasn't doing any deals. So <laughs> That's how I came up with the name. Yeah, Duru is is special. And, and again, following you for a while now, you're definitely in the business doing deals all the time, uh, both yourself and, and helping others. And it's it hasn't changed. You started this, in, or at least YouTube in 2012. Uh, in 2021, we still got a lot of fake gurus talking real estate. It's kind of funny. Uh, pr- probably more. <laughs> yeah. Probably more. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's one real estate channel I get sent all the time. I won't give him, I won't name him, but let's just say he's a young guy. Uh, he's talking about real estate and rentals specifically, which is my, what I've been doing for 20 years. And he doesn't own any. I, I think it's kind of funny that you don't own any and you're, uh, you're talking smack. It's a lot of people like that in this social media space. It is crazy, right? It's, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> Well, you know what? I want to rewind the clock because I've been, like I said, stalking you for a little while now. I think your story begins in 07, 2007. Is that right? That's correct, man. 07, I had uh, bought a house uh, to flip me and my friend and we was watching HGTV. (laughs) Yeah, we got inspired and we thought it was going to be easy and we ended up losing 7,000 a piece. Oh, well, that's not horrible, you know. How, how long was the process? At the time it was, you know, <laughs> you know looking back, I, I got saved. Uh, it, it was a blessing because we sold that house in February of 08. Ooh. So you remember February of 08, that's the start. Of, yeah. Yeah. Things Woo. went from bad to worse. You know? I remember. Yeah, yeah man. So it's like after I sold, after we sold that, man, that's when the major banks start, you know, saying we might collapse, but you know, they got the government bailout and all that, but yeah, man, it was, yeah, it, it, I, I was luck. I, I, I don't believe in luck, but I was fortunate. Yeah, no, that sometimes timing works, right? Sometimes uh, being, being active at the right time. So again, two th- was this in North Carolina? 
This was in Jersey. I was born and oh. raised in Jersey. Okay, born and raised in Jersey. So you've your first your first uh, flip is in Jersey. Uh, you get out just in a nick of time because yeah, people people talk like the last crash, like like they remember it and they and they don't. I mean, real estate prices for five years were like only one direction, right? Yeah. Um, well, I I wasn't keeping up with the market. I just hopped in and hopped in, hopped out. Gotcha. There you go. Hopped in because you know, this is what I wanted to do. And it, it looked easy. <laughs> yeah. That damn HGTV show. It, it uh, <laughs> I don't know what the number is. I've actually met a few people that, that have a, you know, that, that are making money flipping houses, but most people that watch AT, HGTV sitting on the couch, you know, reaching over to the wife or husband going, Hey honey, we're smarter than them. Let's do it. It doesn't end well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so let's, so, uh, so where does this really start for you? So you get in, get out in 07. Uh, you know, 07 to 10, kind of a down market. What, what, what happens next? Oh, that's a good question. Nobody never asked me that question on the podcast. Um, 2000, I moved down to Charlotte in 2008. So I thought okay. I was moved down to Charlotte like two weeks later. Charlotte, North Carolina, for those who don't know, Charlotte, North Carolina was the number two biggest banking city at the time. I believe that number three behind San Francisco because Wells Fargo bought Wachovia. So the banking industry is big here. And um, I, um, I graduated from college. You know, I, I never had a good job. My first job was in the call center making $10 an hour. But at the time, Charlotte was cheap, okay? So being that Charlotte was cheap, what I did was um, I, I was like, okay, well, flipping doesn't work because you can't sell anything. So I'm going to pick up a bunch of rentals. Okay. So I bought me a rental in 08. All right. I bought me another rental in 09. All right. I went to go buy the... Oh, now, when I got the one in 09, what happened was I was working... I was still in the call center, but now I'm making like twelve fifty. Okay. Moving up. Yeah. That's 25%, <laughs> so, man. <laughs> so uh, what happened next? I got two rental properties. I go get a, I'm go, I'm like, man, all right. My plan in my mind was like, I'm going to buy enough rentals whereas I can um, leave my job. Makes sense. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So I go get another house and they're like, well, your, your debt to income is too high. We can't give you no more loans. Mm. So I said, huh? Well, that's, you could do that. Yeah, I could do that. So my career is over like that. <laughs> I've done it too. I don't have enough. <laughs> like, oh, they, I'm, I was just like, I thought they ended my career. Wow. They that, ended my, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's hilarious. So, um, so let's just talk about again, people won't realize this. So when you say Charlotte was cheap in 08, what, what are we talking cheap? Like 70 grand, 50 grand? I, I have no idea. I'm guessing. Less than that, man. Really? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. We talking, um, one of my rentals I bought for 42000 Okay, 42 All right. Another one I bought in 09 that was built in like 06 or 05, um, rehabbed, I bought for 77 and I overpaid at that time. Wow. All right. And these are just straight up bank loans. You know, you put 20% down, just traditional mortgages, nothing fancy, those first two? Traditional mortgages, nothing fancy. Okay. All right. And then what were rents do like? Do you happen to remember that? I'm just trying to figure out how great a deal you had. I never forget those. <laughs> I love it. 
All right, so the first one um, was better. The first one, my mortgage was three fifty. Okay. Rent was seven and fifty. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. That's excellent. Yeah. Second one, the one I regretted for years and it kicked my butt. <laughs> mortgage was six ninety. Yeah. That one got seven ninety five. Yeah, that's a little skinny too skinny yeah yeah i call those alligators I, I did that once myself after a refi took out too much cash and smacked me really good for two years until i sold it so okay so do you still own these today just curious man first one i sold too early i made okay. money i sold too early the se second one i bought in 09 sold in 18 oh that's not bad walked away from the closing table with a hundred thousand and 70,000 was net profit. Well, that after, after, that's funny. I hope people hear that, right? You regretted purchasing it. You overpaid. It frankly didn't cash flow, but you were paying down the debt. Uh, I'm sure rents went up in eight or nine years, but also appreciation. You, and you walked out with 100K and 70K net. So sometimes being in the market, being holding pays off sometimes. I'm going to tell you like this, man. You, the average person can't do that at a job. No, nope. I bought that in 09, okay? 09 from 2021, I know people with master's degrees still making uh, between 40 and 50. No, yeah, me too. You're right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how, if you ever did the corporate America thing or anything like that, but I did. But, and so you're probably familiar, you know, in corporate America, they have like, 10 cent raises oh, yeah. or, or, or 1% or 2% or 3% and raises. I didn't have a raise for the last decade of my career. Wow. Yeah. I met people like that. When I was working, I said, no, nah, I can't do this for the rest of my life. No yeah, way. Yeah, no way. Real estate saved me. So yeah. All right. So this is fun. So, okay. So you get in, get out, you flip, you lose the money. You get in, you own a two rentals. You, a bank tells you no on the third deal. So I'm curious on the third deal. Did you did you figure something out? Did you go private money seller financing? Did you let the deal go? Okay. Or what 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 happens last year? This is what happened, bro. Uh-oh. <laughs> I read a book, changed my life. Um, I was okay. the site director told me to read this book. You're like, man, you're doing that. You should read this book, you okay. know. But for those people listening, I, I was young at the time. I'm in my 20s at the time. I was young. I didn't know any better. You never tell your job you're you're an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Never let them know you got anything going outside of work. You know what I mean? All your life is this job. Yes. You sleep, eat, breathe this job. That's what you tell them. Yes. Of course, I did the opposite of that. So <laughs> of I, course. You know, yeah. That's how I know to tell y'all I do the right thing. So anyway, you know, he, he recommended this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read Rich Dad, uh, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It said something that stuck out to me. He said, man, before you learn about real estate invest, before you do real estate investing, you have to learn about real estate investing. Before you invest in stocks, you have to learn about stocks. I said, wait, what? Hmm. I never learned about real estate. Oops. <laughs> I was just doing it. Like I didn't learn about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. I, so, I uh, yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. So I, I went to, um, I thought, and you know, when you start reading the right books, you start connect with the right people. So somebody told me about the RIA. Oh, For those yeah. who don't know, the RIA is a real estate investment association. Uh, now I'm taking you guys back to like 2010. Okay. 
All right, so 2010, I joined the RIA and I go to the meetings and um, I literally stood up at one of the, the meetings like, yo, I want to sell one of my houses. I, I, my debt to income is too high. So if anybody's interested, I, you can buy it. And of course the price was too high at the time, you know, it was, I'm talking in the, the middle of the recession, like the heart of the recession. So, right. um, and I, you know, I didn't know that was too high, but it was like, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I got, uh, I can't buy any more houses. My debt income high. Somebody said, whoa, 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 that's only a problem if you want it to be a problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was like, it was like, man, one dude, I, you know, he took me out of the meeting. He said, man, I don't crawl into the bank for no loan. Yes. Because I've been doing this business for 20 years and I haven't been to the bank for a loan. So, um, yeah, this is this is for those listening and that are newer. You probably don't know, but this is before, you know, the, the burn method was even the worst. Yeah. Before, you know, people would, you know, what well, people probably knew about, but a lot of people weren't just going into local banks unless you knew about that. But this is, it was like, man, you have to do creative financing. And then that's when I learned about wholesaling. Because at the time I was broke, I'm working in the call center and I, right. you know, yeah, so I, I learned about wholesaling creative finance and owner finance and always subject to, but what stuck out the, the, the best to me was the wholesaling. I'm like, man, this is the way I can build up cash. Yeah. You get, yeah. Chunk money. Chunk money. And that's, that's what I did, man. 2011 did my first wholesale deal after eight months of hard work. Well, let's talk about that. Cause not a, a lot of people get into wholesaling, right? It attracts, um, if people are attracted because because of the money, they may perceive it to be easy. What you just said proves it wasn't. But let's <laughs> just talk about it, right? You you make you make a commitment. You grind for eight months. I don't think people realize that. That's that's kind of average, frankly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know you've I know you've done a lot of. Again, I stalk you on IG, right? You're interviewing people. I think you're at a meetup or whatever. One guy's yeah. nine nine months. One guy's twelve months. And these are the best in the business. Uh, now but they all yeah. they all paid you know they, i guess paying dues maybe is the right way to say it you, you got to get it i tell people i tell like man you gotta pay dues and you know they try to justify well, well you know i don't want to make big money we want to make an extra five thousand a month i said okay well right, right. wow yeah, yeah you're talking sixty thousand a year outside of your job yeah do you know the average income of america average average household income you know, I, I try to break it down so they understand what they're saying. Like, yeah. you'll be above average household income by making an extra 60 at part time. You know, so I try to explain to regards to what, if you aim small, you, you aim high in real estate, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, yeah. especially with wholesaling. Yeah. So let's talk about that first deal, right? You pay, you pay again, you pay your dues nine months. It's actually, let's talk about the nine months first before you get the eight, deal. Eight months. Eight months. Or eight months. I'm sorry. My bad. Eight months. Um, I'm guessing you, I don't know. I don't know what it was like in 2010. I, I guess apps weren't out, but you were probably buying lists and doing mailers and, uh, man, I was uh, too broke. I ah, to, what were we I, doing then? I had to drive for dollars, man. It was, oh, okay. let, let, I'm going to take you back to 2010. It was probably a hand, handful of, um, active real estate channels on YouTube. Okay. All right. So now fast forward is probably it's thousands. Literally. Yeah, literally, yeah. It was one active wholesaling podcast. One. Okay. I used to listen to that faithfully. All right. Um, 
which at the time it sucks. It's like, man, after I get through this one, you know, I don't have anything else. You know, so right, yeah. So I one, it was one um pie, it was one real raw whole summer podcast. Um, no apps out yet. Um, I don't even think apps were a big thing on phones yet, you know. Yeah, probably so, not. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, nah, it, it wasn't. 2010, I don't know if you remember this, but Blackberries was still in style. Yeah, I had one for, I was, I worked for a company called Hewlett Packard and Blackberries were a thing there, yeah. Yeah, like Blackberries was still, in, I mean, unfortunately, and this had nothing to do with the conversation, <laughs> Blackberry didn't keep up with no. the 21st century. They figured since their target market was business people, why would business people need high-tech yeah. cameras and store phones and all this <laughs> other stuff, man? Yep, yeah, they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. They were totally wrong. So um, Steve Jobs got it right. So, there you go. yeah, with, with that being said, um, yeah, um, meetup.com. Any major city, hundreds of meetups in any major city. Um, it was less than three or five active meetups on meetup.com. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's the times we're in. So I was drawing for dollars. I was writing down address, pen and paper. Yep. And writing a handwritten uh, pre-stamp postcard. Okay. At that, at that time, a handwritten pre-stamp pre-stamp postcard was thirty-two cent, and if I went to USPS.com and got it, it was a hundred for thirty-two dollars. There you go. Okay. All right. So you're driving for dollars again. Probably what 30, 45 minutes from your home. Just like, yeah, I mean, just every Saturday morning for eight months, walk, work, get up and just pick a neighborhood and this go. is where I'm working today. That's awesome. All right. So uh, you get, you get a deal then in eight months, how many postcards do you think you mailed? How many addresses? Just, I want people to realize how much work went into this. Um, so my, mine will go like this Saturday, write down the address Sunday, do the filtering. Filtering is, it was so many bank owned homes that I get those off my, my list. Oh uh, yeah. At the end of the month, I'm mailing between 80 and 100 postcards. Okay. All right. So 32 bucks, roughly. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't know any better, you know, to go hard or anything like that. But I'm, I'm mailing 80 to 100. The time is, the time thing is, is killing me because it's literally take, if I start my handwriting, my handwritten postcards at um, one o'clock, I probably won't be done about four or five. Oh, wow. So again, every week, every month, this is just, you're just, you're just like a hammer. You're doing it every week. It's just a thing. And then let's, let's talk about success. You got a deal at the eight month mark. What, what, what was that deal like? Um, uh, I got a deal at the, oh yeah. I mean, it felt good. Proof of concept, man. It was yeah. only $2,000, but that's all I needed. Proof of concept. Yeah. I mean, it, it had to feel good. It felt great. <laughs> felt great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, so that was, was that, was that 2010, 2011? I'm just trying to figure out timeline. That was 2011. Then my first deal in November of 2011. All right. So you, you go on to do some big things since then. Where, where does the gasoline start? Where do you step on the gas? Where, where are we? After I, I, after I got fired in September of 2012, my highest paying job, 38,000 a year. I had some fancy job title, um, <laughs> You know, at some company, I, I just, I can't keep no job either, y'all. You know, I, I just, I'm, I just wasn't a good employee. And it was, I, I was the problem, you know, it, it was me. So, uh, right. yeah, the, the, the last job, 
Man, yeah, hey, I, I don't know if you guys can do this today. But what I did was, man, I basically just, you know, you find a nice looking resume online on the internet. Yeah. You just use that one. Oh, why not? Yeah, I'm sure everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, sounds good. Those are fancy words. <laughs> so what happened was, I, I, man, these people don't thought I was an expert at Microsoft office suite okay and man i don't know anything about no microsoft office suite man and so they gave me these excel sheets not like okay and the excel things they were doing and they were asking me to do it, it wasn't like yo i just punched some numbers in yeah man, i had to they wanted me to build out formulas and yeah macros stuff. and all that stuff yeah yeah and i'm like yo what like, <laughs> are you speaking english <laughs> right, you know, for thirty eight thousand, I thought, you know, man, like, you know, yeah, but it was, <laughs> yeah. So that's what happened. So after, um, it, it wasn't no surprise, but I knew I was gonna get fired. So <laughs> yeah, it finally cut the puppet strings, man. And I've been out of my own and highest paying job, thirty eight thousand. Got my bachelor's in communications, and uh, man, bro, that. I got fired September, that November. I didn't tell my family because I didn't want them to worry about me. Because you know how family work, oh, you need to get a job, everything. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't want that in my life. So I didn't tell them. And um, November, I made the most money I ever made, which was at the time, the most money I ever made, which was 10000 in a month. So I was I was like, man, that, man. Then I told my family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go from a 38K job, which is about three grand gross to, to doing 10 grand the next month. There you go. You're feeling pretty good. Feeling excellent. And just take this in consideration, man. After taxes, I was making, I was probably bringing home like 2,200. Yeah, probably. The most, 2,200 people at the most at home every month. So it was like, um, I, um, my thing was, I knew that if I can live off this, exactly. no way in hell I can't live off of, you know, whatever I make in my own business. I'm doing, uh, this is my overhead. All I got to do is make this. So yeah, yeah. That, that's funny you bring that up because one of the things I love about your Instagram page is you kind of call that out, right? There's a lot of people living, I don't know, fake lifestyles, right? They're, they're name brand shopping and living on credit and they yeah. got nothing left. So I love the fact that you saw that way back in 2012 or 2013. You're like, dude, if I can live on this, my overhead's that, anything above that, I'm good. Uh, I think that's amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, Fortunately, I give that. My my parents started me saving early. My mother and father, they started me saving early as a child. So, you know, they, I got to give them credit for that. So, but yeah, man, that, that skill of saving is, essential in life because what happens um and you you i've seen it um you say you've been doing real estate 20 years you said 20 years yeah all right so i've been doing this oh seven all right so you probably seen this eight thousand times and i've probably seen it 500 times but what happens is some people they get extremely ambitious and want to do this business full time however their overhead is insane like the overhead to keep the house running and their car to keep everything they got. So if they have to uh, uh, a monthly nut of you know seventy five hundred, and you get out here and do it full time, full full time and starting from scratch, yeah, not gonna come come easy. Well, I tell you what, these are these are things that I've seen a lot. And again, I've seen a couple of cycles, right? 
because um, I was active before uh, the run-up. Uh, first off, uh, some people get in this business and they catch the right cycle. Like if you started wholesaling in 2010, 11, 12, those were some pretty good years, right? As the market kind of heals itself, frankly, the market covers a lot of um, bad habits, right? Because the market's going up. So I've seen a lot of people get cocky uh, and frankly, get stupid with money, right? They have a couple of good checks. They got a record November, then a record December and a record January. And next thing you know, they're flashing around in a Ferrari or you know, doing a freaking private jet to the freaking Caymans or something. They don't realize that they got to, you know, they got to save and like, because you will have some dry months, this business, you know, when you get, when you get cocky, this business will kick you in the nuts. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I I strongly agree. I strongly, like you said, you're going to have dry months. It happens. It happens. It's just going, it's it's part of the business. It's part of the entrepreneurial journey. It's ups and downs. It's not like, you do everything once and then you're successful. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I had to learn the hard way I, I, in my 20s. You know, everybody, that's what I thought life worked in my early 20s. And it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It just, life doesn't work like that. So it's, um, it's going to be hard whether you do this business or not. So choose the hard that will work for you. Yeah. The other thing I see was really similar to what you're talking about. And again, it's in your Instagram page. Again, Instagram page is real estate guru, correct? Yes, D O R U, not guru, but D O R U, because yeah. I actually do this business. Yeah, do guru, awesome. Uh, is there's there sometimes, especially in wholesaling, the business attracts. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a mindset or what it is, but it's like I'm going to quit my job. I'm going all in. I'm going to burn the boats. And you turn around and you got no nest egg, no reserves. You got a family. You got kids to feed. That's, that's maybe not the, maybe, I don't think that's the right thing to do all the time. I tell people, man, don't quit your job. Oh, thank goodness. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what you're going to say, but that's, I I tell people like, don't quit your job. I said, listen, I got fired from my job and I was doing deals before I got fired. Those stories of people quitting their job and everything going right are great to hear, but that's not, that's an exception and not the majority Right. of what happens when you just go out there um let's 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 start this business doing it on the side mm-hmm. from doing it on the side once your job gets in the way or you have everything lined up then leave corporate america yeah. but if your job is not in the way or anything like that so you know i get students all the time asking me depending like if a student makes a student mom makes fifty thousand, okay and they have in their wholesale deals, they're getting wholesale deals between 15 and 20,000. I'll tell them, hey, look, you're doing very well. Save up one year's salary, which, Good. you know, you got, you, 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 you're at 35. So mm-hmm. save up, once you get save up one year's salary, then, you know, you can uh, cut the strings yourself. Yeah. Um, I like that. But then now you have a, a nest egg at minimum for a year because again if you're making 50 gross you know and you got 50 cash that's you know that can take you a long way through the year because yeah so yeah it's like um that's that that's what i tell people you're very you're very conservative i i love all of this and shout out mom and dad for teaching to save early that's that's awesome. My my uh, my parents did not do that. They were money was a stressor in my family. So yeah, if we had it, we spent it. That was that was what that was what I was taught. And we didn't have money a lot. So 
Uh, I'm curious now that you're now in your journey, right? Buy and hold, or you flip, buy and hold, PO or proof of concept, uh, wholesaling, get fired from your job, have a record month. Where do you go next? You you wholesale for a while. Uh, you have a book I think called Flipping Houses, so you start flipping again. I'm guessing. Yeah, wholesaling houses. Wholesaling. I, I went wholesaling houses. The next year, I, I knew I didn't know how to rehab houses, and I, I wasn't good at it because of my last experience on flipping yeah. them. Yeah. So I partnered with an experienced investor that I, ah. I, I sold deals to. So there you go. Partnered with him, and then he got me back in the rehab game. So ever since then, man, I've been wholesaling, rehabbing, and picking up rentals here and there. All right. So what? So uh, let's talk about 2020. 2020 was an interesting year because, uh, I, as you know, inventory was low, right? Uh, avail at least on the MLS was very low. Um, prices were raging higher. Rents went crazy higher. What? What? How did 2020 treat you, Nasir, in your business? Uh, I mean, we definitely took a hit. I mean, we definitely took a hit, and because of um, during the course of that lockdown, a lot of the cash buyers panicked. Yes, I remember. A lot of their lenders panicked. So yeah. their lenders pulled out on them. So, you know. Yeah, uh, I remember it was really weird. It was like, this is this was 20, it's like April and May. The I remember having deals like like in docs. And then the lenders backed out, right? They didn't they didn't wire or whatever, release the funds, I guess. That's yeah, that's that what was going weird. On. It was a weird couple of months. Yeah, that, that's what was going on. Uh oh, -uh, we're trying to see what this is about. We're trying to see what this is about. And you know, lockdown. I, what the hell's a lockdown? We never done this in the US. What the hell? <laughs> right, exactly. So um I did buy three rentals while we were on lockdown. Thanks. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad that man, I bought three rentals in a personal residence. I mean, I'm I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Oh, come on. But, now. That's yeah, that, that's good. I, the, the price, the I had to convince my lender to lend on these though. Like every, I had to convince them to lend on these though. Like um, I had to tell them, man. I got a good relationship with them. Yeah. He said, "Man, are you sure about? Were you around?" It was, yeah, I, I was around. I wasn't full time. I did this. He said, man, I don't know, man. I think you can buy this stuff cheaper. Like, you, don't want, you don't want to wait. You don't want to wait. I said, nah, I don't. I said, man, this is a good deal. I said, listen. Yeah. I said, uh, oh, oh, my personal residence. I said, right now, this house is worth 280. I said, I don't care what happens into the market. You're not getting a 07 built house for uh 140. It doesn't matter what happens. To, it's not yeah. down that low. This yeah. is not the, the, the there's not fraud. The yeah, market you know, exactly. It, it was backed by fraud. So fraud, yeah, yes. Yeah. So there's no there's no prevalent fraud going on like that. So um that's cool. He, he trusted me, man, and uh he made me put some money in the deal, but yeah. Uh yeah, man. I'm guessing I, that worked out because appreciation's been pretty good out west. I'm sure it's been pretty good out east. Man, it, it worked out a lot, man. <laughs> it's worth north of 300, you know. Granted, I, I, I put like sixty thousand of my own money into it, so I'm my cost base is around two hundred. It's it's definitely worth north of three hundred and climbing. But nice. my 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 thing was, man, it's like um, um, you know, I and again, I'm not the smartest guy. I'm just educated at what it is I do. I knew with the rentals, I was like, man, it don't matter what happened to the market. Yeah, um, getting rentals for fifty thousand is far and you know far and few between. So let yeah. me. 
let me uh let me take advantage of these you know um while I got the hook. so and i was like yo they're just gonna be rentals so it doesn't matter and yeah it, everything worked out though um fortunately by the you know grace of god yeah well i have a saying it's always a great time to do a great deal um <laughs> but, it, but it takes work right you've got to know your market right it's not just it's not gambling it's when people like get excited i call it um shooting stars right you you see them all the time they get excited they're almost vibrating talking to you right they're like they're like vibrating i'm like dude slow down right this is a this is not a sprint this is a marathon go yeah. learn the market right i don't even want you writing an offer until you've looked at like a hundred homes right you don't, you don't know what you don't know what a good deal is yet you know so uh, but once you learn the market like you do, uh, it's always a great time to do a great deal. You get conservative financing, 30-year fixed rate debt, rents are exploding. What's not to like? Man, and one of my mentors told me when I was newer that regardless, he basically he was saying, regardless of what, inflation is going to happen. Yeah. Regardless of what. So... When I first moved to Charlotte, I was in a nice neighborhood, balcony, uh, outdoor pool, 24-hour fitness center, 24-hour laundry room, and a nice side of town, man. My rent was 560, it was like 560, I think. Um, and the special was, because I moved into the 08, the special was, um, if you qualified, you could do a $1 security deposit. There you go. Oh. So, um, uh, my my credit has always been excellent. So, you know, even, and a lot of people didn't understand at the time, like my friends, because they, you know, they were all young. They, they understand. I thought I was lying or anything, but I had a 700s, but credit and income are two totally different things. Oh, absolutely. You can have an excellent credit score and still be broke. So, <laughs> Most people with good credit scores are broke. So, yeah. Very different. Yeah, those are, those are, those are often connected, but they have no connection. Yes. Totally. There you go. That's perfect. All right. So um, fast forward in Charlotte, the average one bedroom is $1,000. Okay. Wow. A month. Oh, so definitely inflation. Man, inflation is an understatement. So with, you know, even with, you know, the, the real estate market getting a correction, I don't see rents taking a significant blow. Yeah. So again, I've been doing this a while. So what happened to me last time, right? So I'm buying houses. I, I 1031 out of houses into apartments. The worst time for me as a landlord, including the last year was actually 07 because I was having tenants that were declined, get yes answers from banks, right? They were buying homes when I said no as a rental application. Talk about fraud. I mean, seriously, <laughs> what if, what is going on? I'm saying no to a renter and you're getting a yes from a bank. They were giving 102% loans. It was stupid. Remember that? It's crazy. I remember, uh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. I was, that's the loan I got. The yeah. buy house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was crazy. And, and, and for those who wasn't around uh, at that time, it may sound crazy, may sound stupid. I don't, I'm, you know, I don't want to get into politics. Um, I was having this conversation the other day. Some people say, you know, blame the Clinton administration, some people blame the Bush administration. I'm going to say that the presidents, the intent of the presidents were good. Sure. Which, no, we want to push home ownership. Home ownership. Yeah, the intention was awesome. I, yeah. I still think it's important. Home ownership, getting on the property ladder is the key to financial stability for the middle class. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Okay. And okay. And even with inflation, right? 
if you get a 30 year fix, your mortgage stays the same. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, 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 it makes sense. But what happened was, um, People got greedy on Wall Street and um, Wall Street got greedy. They got a little taste. They got a little <laughs> more taste. They're like, this shit's good. Give me some more. And then that was a problem. That, that last the, 18 months was just dumb. Just that, you're right. Okay. So that was the problem. And with that, um, I was like, literally, guys, I was 24. I had no job. I didn't have a job at all. Me and my friend, I basically, I got a bank. I, I was able to get a bank loan with no job, like no income. Yeah. They did what was called like an 80, <laughs> a 80, 20 year arm. I didn't know I was signing, oh. but I just signed the, I just signed the paperwork yeah. and I'm getting a house. Wow. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Dude, that was happening all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And we want, and we wonder why housing crashed. I mean, come on, really? Right, right. All right. Oh, this is so much fun. Well, let's do me a favor, uh, Nasir. Tell, tell us about where, where, where your business is now. What are you doing next and uh, how you're helping students? Because uh, I've been, again, stalking you for a while. You, you really are helping people. All right. So basically, um, I'm wholesaling houses out of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, the metro area, um, buying rentals here and there, very selective on fix and flips. Um, I, I mean, it, the market, I can't call it. I don't think the market will crash in 2021. Um, I think you're good through the end of this year mm-hmm. if you're in a flip. Yeah. The economy will be on your side due to the shortage yeah. of, of houses across the country, supply and demand, you know? So, um, but well, right, I'm being very selective on flips that I'm picking up. And um, well, let me ask would- you this question on flips. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think, I think you're right, right? I think you do lipstick flips, hotels, whatever you want to call them. You've got to be in and out this calendar year, right? Which is like four months. And the other thing, I don't know if you, you look at, but I try to stay below the median for the market, right? So if median is 250, I want to play in the two, low 200s. I would not want to do a flip today in the 500s if the median is 200. Do you agree with that or you don't care? No, I strongly agree with that. I do the same. I, I want to stay, if possible, first time home buyer price. Yes. possible. But yes. here's the um, the... Uh, kind of that, guys. That's the hardest stuff to get. Yeah, exactly. It's like, the there's like get. nothing there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So it's like nothing there. So that's the hardest stuff to get. So um, right now, um, across the well, across the country, yeah. guys are buying at higher prices, fixing up and just selling at, at, at a higher price. And the economy is on your side right now. So you know, I just when this when markets like this happen, you don't want to beat on your, ch- your chest that you're a genius. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I tried to get to earlier, right? I've seen a lot. I, I saw one guy, Nasir, he was worth 10 million bucks, like a legit 10 million bucks in like 06. He was flipping million dollar homes where I live in the Bay Area. And um, let's just say the market turned. He did not cut his losses early. He did not get out, for example, with a 7K loss. He was getting out with a 700K loss and he went bankrupt in, in under a year. Yeah, so I, I and, and I've met those like I had some great mentors starting out when I joined the RIA, and people were much nicer and a lot humbler then because <laughs> the market was down. They got spanked. <laughs> they got spanked. So yeah, I had so many people tell me those stories. Like man, I was worth X amount of seven figures net. Like that net. was like net. net. <laughs> that was the net, and then it all got wiped out. So yeah, you know, people were, you know. Um, 
and, and, and now, you know, the market's hot, so everybody's busy, you know. But anyway, um, yes, those are, yeah, very, very real, man. So I, I'm not trying to do any new construction right now. Plenty of people are doing new construction and doing it well and making a lot of money. I just want to try to be skeptical in my business nice. and, for, and do what works for me and get into the-, the You're the conservative, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so let's talk about your book. You have a book. I think it's called Flipping Houses Like Burgers, if I'm not mistaken. I got Flip Houses Like Burgers 2.0. That's the latest. Yeah, 2.0. Yep. Yes. And if you go to fliphouselikeburgers.com, you get the first three chapters for free. If you want to buy it, you find me on Instagram and click the link in my bio and you'll see it for sale. But um, yes, um, I, I do have uh, an ebook on how to wholesale houses. Very cool. Well, how, how do you want people to reach out, follow you? Because you are a guru. You are really doing this and you have experience. You're not like some of these folks been around three minutes uh, and done three deals, right? You've had the HUDs, as they say. Yeah. Uh, so how do you want people to follow you, reach out? What do you want? Uh, follow me on YouTube, right? YouTube real estate um, guru, right? Um, on YouTube. Um, and uh, one second. Um, Instagram is real estate uh duru as well yep and last but not uh but 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 not least mm -hmm. um make sure if, if, if you guys you know want to chat um you guys you want to talk to me wherever the case may be uh you guys can all welcome to hit me up at 704-285-1600 um yeah, man. So um, that's amazing. Yeah. Just hit me up. 704-285-1600. If you want to text, chat, you like the interview, whatever the case may be. Um, you want my, if you want my 10 step um, cheat sheet to get into uh, uh, to wholesaling houses, uh, all, this is free. Yeah, I got a lot of free goodies in my IG um, awesome. bio. So just uh, text me the words. Um, one rental, text me two words, one rental, and I'll give you uh, the 10-step uh, wholesaling PDF. Very good. Well, Nasir, thank you very much for taking the time. Keep doing what you're doing. You're leading, you're, you're leading by example, uh, which is amazing. Uh, also, you're preaching being conservative and smart with the money. Um, so just thank you so much for being authentic. Yes, no problem, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, buddy. Take care.